Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Let's head up to East Lansing and talk to Mr. Spartan, a longtime veteran of the Big Ten. We say hi to Jack Ebling, host of The Drive. You can find Jack on Twitter, The Drive with Jack. Jack, excited to get up to East Lansing. Do you have the steakhouses picked out, my friend? Everything's all set. Uh, welcome, Matt, is out. I just <laughs> want to know what kind of salad dressing you like. Uh, Dorothy Lynch. <laughs> Jack is like, huh? She'll be there too. Yeah, okay. She'll be there too. I love it. Oh, what a what a ball game. Going to be Big Ten weather. Looks like a little rain, a little wind, and some chill in the air. Is that about right? Uh, yeah, it's actually snow flurries here today. with 73 degrees a week ago. And uh, you wouldn't know it. But hey, uh, Nebraska is warming up. Michigan State is uh, bone cold right now. So uh, maybe the Cornhuskers are going to play themselves into the uh, Big Ten championship game. Who knows? We're, we're kind of smiling about that. Two weeks ago, we were hoping to get to the oil change bowl or whatever it was called. And now we're thinking maybe uh, maybe a little Phoenix could work. But why not dream, dream big, as John Cook says? What's the morale like right now, Jack, for Michigan State? They've had a, a tough go of it. Haven't won since yeah. week two. Yeah, and uh, the guys are actually hanging in there. I thought there'd be a mass exodus. That hasn't happened. Uh, they've had more than their fair share of injuries, but that's not an excuse. Uh, they have some of the most brain-dead special teams play you will ever see, and it's cost them uh, two games, uh, the Iowa game and the Rutgers game, that clearly turned on three special teams gaps. But uh, the offense is one of the worst in the country, and uh, defense is getting gashed. So that's a bad combination, Chris. Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, host of The Drive with Spotlight Radio, The Drive with Jack, at Drive with Jack on Twitter, uh, longtime columnist, radio man in East Lansing. I want to kind of get your, your take here on some, some of the dangers with this Michigan State. We were talking with Coach McBride yesterday, and he keeps his – Eyes certainly on Nebraska, but he also has a lot of friends for a lot of years at Michigan State. So that's a program he he follows, and he's scared, man. He's scared of the the ball game. He's scared of how dangerous Michigan State can be. And I'm interested to get your feel on offense. Where where do the Spartans perform best? Is their old line talented? Is it their running game? The wideouts. Where where could they sting this Oscar team? Can I say none of the above? You you can certainly go. You say he's 
he's scared. Does he scare easily? No, he's he's about as I mean he he scares. Uh, he, he scares most people or players. If we just go down the list, I mean, he's got that part of him in a loving way, of course, but uh, no, he doesn't scare easy. <laughs> no, well, I don't know what Michigan State team he's been watching. He may have gotten some uh, tape of the 2021 team. You tell him this is 23, and if he looks at this team, he will not be scared. Why is that, in your opinion, that the, the coaching staff – uh, especially defensive coordinator Tony White, whenever he spoke at his press conference today, was quite complimentary of the skill position guys that Michigan State has. And he said uh, yeah. their their quarterback situation is a bit of a question mark, but they're figuring that out. Tell me why you don't think Michigan State threatens this Husker team. Well, uh, the offensive line has been erratic at best. This team uh, can easily commit 10 or 11 penalties in a game. Uh, they're on quarterback three. Quarterback one, who uh, people either loved him or, or couldn't stand him, was actually doing a pretty good job until he got cremated on the third play of the Washington game. And then he was a shell of him, his former self. Uh, then you had quarterback two, and uh, he was a four-star. Everyone wanted him until he got in the game. And now they're on quarterback three, who does add a little panache uh to the offense. I don't know whether he's going to be good enough to really make a difference. They have a good running back. Nate Carter is a good Big Ten running back, but he has some really good two-yard runs. And so the offense, you know, last week, they got two takeaways, gifts, early in that game at Minnesota. And of course, Three and out, they have to kick field goals. They made the field goals, but instead of being up 14 nothing, they're up 6 nothing, And that was basically it for most of the game. And then, meanwhile, the other team chips away, chips away, wears Michigan State down, and, and then the special teams kick in, and it's game over. I, Jack, I've watched some, some Nebraska games like that over the past couple of years. You've watched a lot familiar. of Nebraska games yeah. like that, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Maybe these teams have changed identities. I don't, I don't know. I was going to say that if Nebraska can stay on this tear and get to Indianapolis and play Michigan again, maybe Nebraska can change its signal. <laughs> we're, we're going there in a minute. i got to get your, your take on Harbaugh and Michigan uh, shortly. But uh, So do you expect Sam Levitt uh, leave it to get the, the nod, or is it going to be Hauser, or do you know what quarterback? I don't know. Harlan Barnett said that it was going to be an open competition, which is a good thing for coaches to say, even if they don't believe it. Uh, there was a noticeable difference when Levitt came in the game, and most people think that he would have been the starting quarterback had he gotten there in January. Mm. But when you get there after the school year ends, it's very difficult for any freshman to come in, and you know, eight weeks later you've got, uh, you know, you're in the midst of, of preparation for a game, and they say, hey, guess what? You're the, you're the quarterback. So I don't see that um, being automatic, but he may be good enough, and they may be desperate enough to say, you know, what the heck, we're going to give this kid a shot at the start of the game. He never started a game. He never played in the first half of a game. But we'll see what happens. He can run a little bit. Uh, he's very confident. Very confident. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit 
of a uh, football Scott Skiles. Yeah. That All right. Makes sense to you. Uh, yeah. The old point guard with the uh, Sparty and then yeah. the Orlando Magic. Yeah. A little before yeah, yeah. my time, maybe. A little bit like a uh, maybe a poor man's Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Okay. Now I'm following, Jack. And, and whenever you talk about that, that dual threat ability, poor man's Dylan Gabriel, that's what's kind of stung Nebraska this year, the defense. They've done well against pocket passers, but whenever they get a dual threat quarterback, they seem to have struggled at times. And I, I believe, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head here, I believe he was the leading rusher for the team against Minnesota. So tell me about that dual threat ability, what he can do with his legs and, and how that might be able to scare Nebraska. Cause they've really had a tough time keeping those, those dual threat guys in the pocket and keeping them from hurting them. Yeah. Well, for Michigan State, one of the problems they have is that they don't have a number one receiver. Well, they do, but he's playing for Florida state, uh, Keon Coleman. Yeah. So, um, they have, uh, maybe, Five number three receivers. And, uh, you know, they're, I guess they're all good enough to get on the field. You just wouldn't want to really rely on them heavily. And with what Levitt does, some of it is running out of fear. Some of it is thinking that, uh, you know, he, no one can tackle him. So, uh, and I think he kind of caught Minnesota by surprise, too. He won't catch Nebraska uh, that way, so... Uh, I don't think Nebraska has a whole lot to worry about. Uh, Nebraska's a three-point favorite the last time I looked, which seems small to me. And I suppose Nebraska's capable of beating itself, but uh, I don't see Michigan State putting a, a beat down on the Cornhuskers. Jack Ebling with us, host of The Drive, longtime Michigan State uh, and a Big Ten radio and print personality. And uh, Jack, defensively, what do you think of this Spartan defense, strengths, and what's their liability? Well, their liability is they have to go on the field. Uh, <laughs> they lost six in a row, and, you know, they look good in warm-ups. But uh, once they get out there, uh, you know, they'll, they'll play good for a series, and then they'll do something stupid. Uh, the thing that drives fans absolutely fruity is their propensity on third down to get a big stop and then have a personal foul. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how many times they've done this, which to me uh, reflects discipline, coaching, and Alan Barnett really is in a, in a rough place. But in terms of uh, being focused, there's a lot of that. And in Michigan State's case, they're going to need all that they can get. Nebraska has been pleasant when it comes to handing the football over, either with some interceptions, some fumbles, or some special teams fumbles. Now, they're, they're, they're way better than they've been in a long time, but you're going on three games where the, the old zebra hasn't changed its stripes with uh, what, what has been catastrophic, catastrophic moments in, in a game that has turned to tide against Nebraska. They've survived those this season, at least since Michigan. It was interesting, uh, Chris. <laughs> Arlen Barnett was asked a question about uh, what would happen uh, on senior day, what that might mean, and what he remembers about his senior day back in 1989. And that was a 76-14 to 
14 win for the Spartans over Northwestern. And I was thinking, I don't know if Harlan Barnett's team is going to score 76 points in his 10 games as head coach. Jeez. Yeah, they're they're not averaging a, a lot of points per ball game. They're giving up about twenty eight, and Nebraska's been uh, inching closer to that twenty point number. I know they put up thirty one uh, last week yeah. against Purdue. So uh, Nebraska's yeah. run game's been pretty decent. Defense is flying around the football. They're fun to watch, and special teams was was pretty big last week. With uh, they put ten points into the pot of money, so to speak. For, for Nebraska. A few more minutes. Jack Ebling with his uh, next segment. Uh, get his take on Nebraska-Michigan State. We're on the road Thursday through Saturday in East Lansing. So if you're headed that way or have some family or friends going to be at the Nebraska-Michigan State game, come see us. We are at Reno's East on Thursday from 4 to 6 or 5 to 7 Eastern Standard Time our normal show time. So we'll be on the road at Reno's East Thursday with Jack and his crew. And then Friday from the East Lansing graduate. So uh, come see us, say what's up. Saturday, we're at Spartan Stadium. More with Jack Ebling on the way. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, host of The Drive with Spotlight Radio. The Drive with Jack, at Drive with Jack on Twitter. Jack, a couple of Big Ten topics want to take on first and foremost. As a guy that's covered the Big Ten and also uh, not far removed from that Michigan Michigan State rivalry game just a couple weeks back as this, this thing has grown, what's your reaction, what's your take on all the uh, accusations swirling towards Harbaugh and Michigan? Well, if you read the Washington Post piece, I thought they did a pretty good job of getting the details on this. And uh, when you think that there were 30 games where tickets were purchased for, quote-unquote, scouts, in-person scouting, and there was a $15,000 line item in uh, the football budget, and Connor Stallion's, I don't know if that's the, the military background he had or exactly how he came into this idea. He also has a, a, a 60-some page manifesto of how he is going to be the Michigan head coach. Uh, I don't think that uh, he's reading it correctly. But the latest on this story is that now there are pictures of him on the sideline at Spartan Stadium on the central Michigan sideline wearing Central Michigan coaches' clothes. So there's a relationship between the Michigan and Central Michigan staffs, and this was September 1st, the game before Michigan opened its season on the 2nd. There's a lot of investigation being done on this by a lot of people, and I don't know what this means for Jim Harbaugh and his contract. Different sources say different things. But Jim Harbaugh, you know, he didn't know anything about it. He's got this guy who's spending all this money flying all over the place, getting all this, all this information, all this intel, and he's probably just keeping it all locked up in his basement. Well, what's your feel with Harbaugh? Do you think he's long for Michigan, or do you think he's going to be jumping ship this upcoming offseason? Because he's, he's accomplished a lot of what he wants to accomplish, aside from that elusive national title. How much longer do you think he sticks around at Michigan now, considering this scandal? 
Good question. Uh, he tried to leave two years ago and told people that he was gone. The only problem was you can't go if you don't have an offer. The Minnesota Vikings were smart enough not to hire him. Got a terrific young coach in the process. And then last year he said he wasn't going anywhere and promptly went out and interviewed. Uh, I don't have a ton of respect for Jim Harbaugh. You may be able to, to tell from my voice, but um, I've, I've seen him uh, deny uh, responsibility for everything. And I can go back through every season he's been at Michigan, even the last two, the Big Ten championship seasons, and give you a game that he has lost, not his team has lost, that he has lost with poor coaching. And I think it's hysterical that the one team that Michigan did not advance scout over the last couple of years was TCU. Scouted Georgia five times, but they never thought they would play the Horn Frogs. And as a result, they never got to play Georgia. They didn't. They had a lot of turnovers that game and didn't have a, uh, an answer, Jack, for that TCU 3-3-5. What a go to a, a coach that's back on familiar footing, and that's Coach D'Antonio. What's he brought to the program in lieu of, of the Mel Tucker situation? Honestly, Chris, not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not in a position to really do much, and whoever was thrown into this, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you handle it. I can't think of a coach in the country who could have come in and really kept this, you know, it's kind of like the captain of the Titanic. Uh, I would think that you know, he's a sounding board. He's not in on the game planning. He's there uh, as maybe an advisor, certainly not a, an on-the-field coach. So, you know, much was made of him being there and as a stabilizing force. You know, maybe there's something to that, but his teams didn't play anything like this one is. This team doesn't deserve to wear the uniform that the 2010 through 2015 Spartans did. Mm. Jack, what's your feel on on candidates? Do you believe anything about Urban in East Lansing? Do you like that idea? Is it just flat-out Twitter takes out there? Or do you have yeah. a short list on, on some, some candidates for, for next season? I, I've heard 39 different names, keeping a list, and most of them are pretty good coaches. Doesn't mean that they would be good coaches here. Uh, you've got three teams in Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, maybe not in that order, that are going to be very difficult to beat in any year. And then you have the teams coming in uh, from the westward migration. And that's not going to make winning a championship any easier. I don't think there's anything to the Urban Meyer Twitter trolling. And I don't know what the process will really be because they don't have a president here yet. And that's job one because any coach worth anything is going to want to know who he's working for. So the plan was to try to get a president in by Thanksgiving, and there's indications that may even be happening in the next two weeks. If that happens, that would allow them to go out and, you know, they'll they'll pay good money here, and they have an incredible new football building unbelievable, which is almost done. It should be done this summer. 
and they have a lot of other advantages. I mean, they have won three Big Ten championships in the last 13 years. They've had five seasons with 11 or more wins in that span. They've been in the college football playoff. Uh, they're the only Big Ten team to have beaten Urban Meyer twice. Um, they are four and five against Jim Harbaugh and ten and six in the last sixteen meetings with Michigan. So they do have some things going for them. But whoever comes in here is uh, going to have a, a big job ahead of them. And I don't think that they have a front runner at this point. I have Chris Schmidt on my list, but I don't know. If <laughs> I couldn't get Mom and Junior to come do the unofficial visit this weekend, Jack. So I'm uh, I'm probably out. Otherwise, hey, we well, can. I, I, to- I told Izzo that uh, they decided that they didn't like him anymore. Ooh, mm. that is pretty cutting. Well, I told Junior his birthday's next week. I would get him something special that says Sparty on it. It's been. Ten years in a row, he's got something Michigan State related, be it the uh, birthday cookie or a hoodie or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have some big fun <laughs> because Thursday we're going to be doing almost side by side. That'll be both, fun. A little, yeah, over at a place called Reno's East, just north of campus. And any Huskers who are coming in early. Uh, they have big fun. They can come over and they can see both of our shows and they can get some great food and beverages. And that's also the scene of the uh, Harlem Barnett show right afterward. So they can stick around and, uh, you know, they can ask him uh, why Michigan State never seems to be able to beat Nebraska. Jack Ebling, The Drive, is where you hear Jack covers Michigan State, Big Ten football. And, uh, yes, Thursday, uh, Hale Varsity Roadshow at Reno's East. The Drive, also with Jack Ebling going on. And I can't wait to get to East Lansing, Jack, and see you, bud. Thanks for giving us a few minutes to talk some Nebraska-Michigan State today. Well, we got a lot of fun ahead of us. I'll see you Thursday.